All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. All right. Um, real quick before we get into our over-unders here. Um, there was a trade that I alluded to going before we went to break last segment. Um, kind of surprising to me. Um, but Malik Reed, linebacker for Denver, traded to Pittsburgh with some later future picks. He fits Pittsburgh very well. I, th- I believe, I think Pittsburgh runs a 3 4. Um, he's going to fit. I, you know, you've heard me. If you can't tell, I'm, I'm pretty. I got a gut feeling I'm pretty high on Pittsburgh's defense this year. I mean, it's not really going on a, out on a limb. I mean, they had a, good, a decent or damn near defense that was ready to compete in the playoffs and the playoff defense. It's just really they were held back at the quarterback position in the last two years, just trying to do the right way. They were they were caught in the Eli Manning New York New York Giants situation with with Big Ben. So to me, to add a Malik Reed that can play downhill. You know, that has some side-to-side speed. And you're talking about T.J. Watt and Cameron, those guys, they're going to be, whether it's Mitch or whether we eventually see Pickett, just don't turn the ball over. Now, this Najee Harris situation, this Liz Frank stuff he's dealing with, he just tried to say, oh, yeah, it's just I've just been dealing with that for the last month. What? I mean, we've seen him in some preseason games. But that is a huge trade uh, for, for, for Pittsburgh. It's like, damn, how many times they going to help Pittsburgh out? They had a chance to draft Devin Bush. They're no offense. What? And now he ends up at Pittsburgh, and now they get rebuilt. Also, what that tells you, if you got rooting interest in that orange team, one, they're not worried about Randy Gregory. He's going to be ready week one. He's going to be ready week one in 12, man. Chubb said he plays violent. I said, oh, well, take notes, Chubb ass, because your ass is going to be, you trying to get paid. And your ass been in the tub a lot the last two years. And also, they tells me about Brown and a kid out of Ohio State they drafted a year ago. He's coming along, too. But didn't think Malik would be traded. But at least they got some picks of a Pittsburgh fan. You should be happy. That's just going to make that defense even better, in my opinion. What you got, John? There was another interesting move and trade in the NFL today. Uh, the Eagles released Anthony Harris this morning. Hmm. They're starting safety. Okay. Okay. Um, and then they turned around and made a trade with the Saints. So the Eagles receiving sa- uh, uh, receiving a, a safety now to replace Harris, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and a seventh round from the Saints in 2025. The Saints receiving the Eagles' fifth round this coming season and the worst of their two sixth round picks. In 2024. Hmm. Yeah. I mean. More movement there. Yeah. it's And you might see more of it here over the course of the next few hours. But um, 
but yeah, the Saints. I mean, I like what they're doing doing on defense as well too. I mean, we're gonna start division picks. I'm gonna have a. I don't know what division I'm gonna start with, but we're gonna start tomorrow. Let's see if we can get this done in the next week or so. Uh, but the Saints, everybody can tell already that I'm kind of high on them if they can get good play out of uh, Jameis, Mr. Jameis Winston, aka Crab Guy. Also in the NFL, uh, we didn't get to this yesterday as well too. Uh, but the Washington Commanders, Brian Robinson, their rookie running back, um, pretty sure you know by now he was shot twice in a tempting carjacking situation. A miracle he's still alive. A miracle that he's not paralyzed or something. Everything that I'm hearing um, is that the surgery went well um, and the doctors has been very encouraging. He's been in up spirits, but they anticipate a full recovery. Now, I know Ron you know, kind of threw it out that – uh, you know, there's, it, you know, they haven't ruled out the possibility that he could see the field sometime this year. But, I mean, you got to wonder where his mind is at when you go to pretty much a near-death experience that quick. I mean, you're on a natural high. You worked your whole life to get drafted in the NFL. Most likely, you're going to be the number two uh, back for sure, get some type of number one carries uh, as well also. And then you just at the wrong place at the wrong time and get carjacked. And then it really, before I add that, what you got? Just that uh, he's actually was back at at the facilities today on crutches. Okay, so, so he was able to be around his teammates. He's smiling, of course, you know. Yeah, because that could rattle the, the traumatic experience. But you got your brothers around you, right? And that that whole um, locker room could be rattled after that when somebody takes shots, you know. Uh, but then the other part started thinking to me. I'm like, you know what, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I there, there's this this franchise is getting to the point where I'm borderline calling them cursed. I mean, every this has been going on now for like about at least a five-year run, at least a four-year run, where any news that has come out about Washington in the nation's capital, that team, has been bad, controversial news. Okay? I mean, the only thing positive that's come out about them in the last four years is the name change, and they were forced to have to do that. You know, Daniel Snyder wasn't going to move until FedEx started talking. Until Nike said, well, we're just going to take your memorabilia off the shelves. And Snyder just said, go ahead. I'm going to hide money from y'all's asses anyway. You know, he was hiding money from the owners. He ain't heard nothing yet. But that franchise, just borderline. just And, you know, Washington has some of the diehard fans as well, too, in this game. I mean, you know, I've talked to people out there in Washington. I mean, people go to the game. It used to be you'd have to wait wait for years to get season tickets at the old RFK, even the first years at FedEx. Daniel Snyder has run that franchise into the ground where they're becoming like old Qualcomm in San Diego. The visiting team takes over. There is really no home, home field advantage. That franchise is cursed, in my opinion. It really is. And a lot of it has to do about Daniel Snyder. He's just a guy that carries around a lot of bad karma, bad juju. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so let's get into our over-unders. Okay, refresh my memory, Jonas. Who did we have? Because we we're going to do what we should have done yesterday, but who did we actually have on the docket again in regards to the over-unders yesterday? So we've got today the New York Jets, okay. the Philadelphia Eagles, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. So I'm going to throw out one of these, and I'm just going to double-check to make sure 
odds makers, because some of these futures are shifting, you know, kind of as we speak, you know, in regards to people. I mean, we're less than 10 days out. So you're going to get, um, you know, money that's going to come and people are still placing their futures. But let's go ahead and start. Let's start with the New York Jets. OK, um, odds makers out in Vegas, out the desert, they're setting them at a five and a half win total. Don't know what the juice is on either side. Um, I'll pull up that shortly, but let's look at this number of five and a half. Of course, we know they're starting with this, you know, could have been worse as well, too. Uh, but Zach Wilson, you know, um, He's not going to start the season. I believe this is your future. I believe you're really going to have to err on the side of caution. Now, to be honest with you, I know I've been down, really down over the few years with Joe Flacco and how does he still have a job and this and that. Joe looked pretty good in that New York Giants and Jets game. I mean, he looked pretty decent. They were able to block for him for the most part. you got to keep him upright. But Joe at least knows the game and understands, and he's excited. He said this is a different type of offense where you really don't have to think. You know, guys just know how to where they need to be and react. So, you know, there are some offenses that are more complex than others. But Joe feels comfortable about this. Look, I mean, their core that they drafted in this last draft, they had the best draft there is. But, hell, if you got that many first-round picks, I mean, how can you screw it up? Okay, I could get in there and draft some of these guys that they drafted. They right there with the picks they got. But they still deserve it's credit for that. than you'd think. True. But, look, that's a lot of picks they had. But they still had the best. They've got to learn still how to win. And the kid they call in sauce out of Cincinnati, I believe, the cornerback they took, first of all, I don't even believe you should have that nickname in the NFL. And I guarantee you no veterans on that team is calling him sauce. He's going to have to earn that. Okay? This ain't Bearcat country no more, man. You got wide receivers. Yeah, wait till you line up with Tyreek Hill and see how much sauce you need. So much hot sauce you got. Probably that mild Taco Bell stuff. That stuff used to burn. You know, I've come a long way with tolerating for hot stuff. And it has a lot to do being born and raised in this city. It has a lot to do of, of being in a long-time relationship with a Latina. But I've had, I remember in high school, first of all, I ain't, ta I ain't ate Taco Bell since high school. That stuff's gross. But I remember mild, mild, the mild sauce would even be too much for me to take. I've just never liked really? spicy and hot stuff. I've never liked it. And I'm totally opposite of my dad. Because my dad used to order like those real jalapeno, like from Mexico back in the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, those green pepper. He would just, I'm like, uh, not me. I'm, I know I got your DNA running through me, but no. But anyway, yeah, what, what kind of hot sauce he needs? It'd be that mild sauce you go up against Tyreek Hill. Bottom line is, I guarantee you veterans going to make him earn that nickname he got. But five and a half... I like Sala, what he's doing defensively as well, too. The East, you're playing the AFC East. You might get swept by Buffalo. You might be able to split with Miami, but you might get swept by them, too. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the – you know what? I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to go with the over. I think this could possibly be – I haven't looked at their schedule, but I think this possibly could be at least a six- to seven-win team. Uh, they're not a playoff team. They will be picking again next year, this coming up April in 2023. They will be picking in the top 10, maybe the top five. But I think that they will show improvement from last year. 
I like the way they're coached. This is the first time that they've had a good front office in a long time. I take the over five and a half on the Jets. It's close, man. It really is because they have a lot of potential. Uh, you know, you talk about their draft, but also uh, grabbing CJ Uzama out of Cincinnati, that tight end. Uh, you know, young quarterbacks always love a strong tight end, and I think that Zach that that's a cool piece for Zach to have. But their schedule is just so up and down. They catch Cleveland early. What do the Denver Broncos look like? What do the New England Patriots look like? Um, it's going to be close to that five, but I'm still going to slide under on that one. Okay. And Bartlett's going under as well. Yeah, I'll ride alone on that on the over. I mean, because first of all, I think I think it's going to be Joe Flacco at least for the first probably four or five weeks of the season minimum. You've got to take your time slow. with They dodged a bullet, but you got to take your time slow with Zach Wilson. You really haven't been able to find out what you got yet with him or not. And you just added the receivers and all this young core to go with them. You can't rush him out there to get him back. I mean, you, you, were, you felt good enough to roll the dice and stick with Joe. When we talk about backups, we talked about the Cowboys backup situation. He's a veteran. You might as well go ahead and let him go until you're 100% sure this kid is ready to come back and he can't do any further damage. And now week one, you have Baker and the Panthers against the Browns. You have Russell Wilson and the Broncos against the Seahawks. And now you've got Joe Flacco and the New York Jets against the Ravens. Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Nice fun fact there. A lot of I've seen you before. I've been in this place before matchups. But there's only one that really matters out of that one that they're going to say for prime time, the best and the most anticipated one people want to see. Uh, but we've got time to get to that. But, okay, so I'm the only one taking the over. Okay, let's keep it moving here. Uh, the next team up, let's see who do we have. We can go to – let's go to the Eagles, okay? Everybody's flying high on the Eagles this offseason. There's always – you know, the thing about that division in the NFC East, there's always one sexy team in the offseason that everybody jumps on, okay? And I don't know if that's just pure, like – Anybody but that team in Dallas or just, you know, I, I, it's, it's interesting to me because every year, you know, there's some sexy team that a lot of analysts and a lot of people in the nation fan base and everything fall in love with now. But I think there's some credit a little bit to this one with the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at the way they finished last year. You know, you look at that's a year that they wasn't supposed to have the type of season they have. Jalen Hurts. Now, they didn't go to a. And surrounding him with the weapons and being that aggressive as Miami was. But he still got some upgrades there. Uh, you know, he's going to go into his second year with Smith as his receiver, his former uh, college teammate. Um, you know, of course, you give him a big acquisition in A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans, which A.J. looks like he's in better shape now than he and he was always built like a rock. But he looked like he cut down like he's ready to go, like he's really trying to earn that money. Um and they are giving them nine and a half. Okay, let me see if I can get the juice. I want to get the juice on this one to give you an idea of where that. Okay, so nine and a half. If you love the over, it's going to be minus 155. Okay, and what that is for you people in class, you lay down 100, you get you risking 155. That's what the juice is. Like I said, I'm going to lead you all into the future in regards to doing all the answers to the test. Um once the state and this this old money and this old governors we got running down the state, we get the head out of the ass and get with everybody else in the times. But the under is plus 125. So if you like the under, 
The guys that are debtors are giving you a little bit back. Bet 100, you get 125 back. That's what that means. They play in the NFC East. Now, the thing about this is Dallas has owned Philly. They've beat them like I think it's seven, eight games in a row or six games in a row, and they haven't really been close, to be honest with you. They really haven't. Um, I'm going to take the over, nine and a half. I think the running game is one of the best in the league. I mean, you know, the Colts get a lot of sexy love in their running game because of Jonathan Taylor. They've got a generational back on their hands. But if you look at the way they ran the ball, speaking of Philly last year, and it's not just Jalen Hurts and his yard. If you look at the way that they really block in their scheme and their head coach, the way he calls plays, um, they're going to be a force to reckon. The question I don't know is how good are they on the defensive side of the ball? I don't know that yet, uh, but we're going to find out. Uh, but I like the over on that one, nine and a half. Uh, this is another just close one, but I, I'm going to join you on the over. Uh, there, there's some kind of what you might feel like be layups in there. Um, got the Giants twice, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Bears on your schedule, the Texans on your schedule, which again we've talked before. Texans could surprise some teams, but you also got the Jags on there too. Yeah, this feels like an over for me. Okay. Uh, Bartlett's on the under. Bartlett's on the under. Okay. We'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, I, I like, you know, I think at least they'd be a 10-win team. I mean, they've got to stare the bully in the face uh, with the Cowboys. And, granted, I know Philly fans are like, we got the Super Bowl. We just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I get it. But they sweep y'all's ass almost every year for the last few years. It ain't – it's usually not close. And Deshaun Jackson's not walking through that door. You know, he used to be a Cowboy killer, especially prime time, you know. But I like them as a 10-win team. I'm just going to be curious to see what their defense is about. Um, when we get back, we're going to do the Steelers. I've been telling y'all that it's just shocking to me. You know, I believe the Lions makers, sometimes they do. I think they fell asleep at the wheel in the getaway car, man, on, on the Steelers, on their future, and damn sure that North odds. Uh, they really, they, they, I've got to imagine they've got a high liability on Steelers and AFC North and futures as well. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dosecchi's. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spinning the one and twos. 1 800 707 9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you can just stick to your own favorite alcohol and just stick to the mix and add your own favorite alcohol. Excuse me. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right, keeping it moving. Keeping it moving. Let's go to our next team up on the docket for the over and under totals. Uh, which brings us up to those Pittsburgh Steelers, the black and yellow, okay? You know how I've said it enough. You know what I feel that strong points are. Uh, you know how I feel about Mitch. And Pickett really, I will say he impressed me. I didn't I didn't watch a lot of Pitt football over the last couple of years. So, you know, I've heard a lot about him, of course. I've seen a couple of his games, but not to really study him to know whether he was going to be successful or not. But the tape he put on the field – you know, in preseason, he showed confidence. They always tell you the one first thing a young quarterback, especially if you're first round pick, you got to be able to command the huddle. And what that means is you got to have when you go in there and call that play, you got to have all those eyes on your on your eyes in that huddle. When they really believe in the play that you're going to tell them that they're going to run, it's going to be successful. And that's a hard thing to do as a rookie, and let alone replacing a two time Super Bowl champion and a future Hall of Famer. So the desert is giving them seven and a half. Tomlin, just a disrespect. You would have to think if it wasn't for Bill Belichick in the league and what he's accomplished, you would have to think Mike Tomlin would be getting a lot of run for his accolades and accomplishments. He kind of goes under the radars in regards to really how good of a coach coach he is and how good of a culture builder he is. You know, sometimes I've been critical. Keep it real with you. I've been critical with them over the years because sometimes I think, you know, that whole thing that manifested between Le'Veon Bell and and Antonio Brown and that whole situation. I, I, I thought Tomlin kind of contributed a little bit into that. You know, into that, you know, and I've also defended him, though, when people quick to, oh, he's a player's coach. And Thomas talked about being offended by that. Hell, old Terry Bradshaw, Mr. Three Rings, however many, four rings, whatever Terry got. He's even thrown him under the bus. But with all that said, this is over, 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 over. And matter of fact, it's minus seven and a half, 130, and it's even money on the under. They're over. At the worst case scenario, they're going to get eight. They're going to get eight games. I mean, you know, if, if if Trubisky doesn't turn the ball over and they don't put the only thing I believe that is Pittsburgh's Achilles heel 
and it is going to get exposed throughout the season, but I think they can still manage it, is their offensive line. Their offensive line is very, very shaky. But the difference is they got a mobile quarterback, both of them. You know, Najee, I, I don't know if it's smart to really rely on Najee to carry the ball 25, 30 times a game. There's really, other than Derrick Henry, there's really nobody that really does that anymore or need to do that. Um, we're going back to really that two-back system for the most part, unless you've got a special Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry or something like that. But I will say this is definitely over seven and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Losing Ben and this uncertainty and then having the downside of playing the a, a, a second place in your division schedule is, I think, what's going to catch Pittsburgh this year. I'm going to take the under on this. Mm. Um, Cincinnati, they're here. Last year was not a fluke. Um, I think that look at Baltimore, that's going to be a, a brutal beat down. Um, Cleveland is probably going to lose to the Steelers twice this year. Um, I, I think that they're going to obviously got them first time early and then to close the season, we'll see what, we'll see what Deshaun Watson comes back looking like, but you've got to play the Colts. You've got to play. I think the Raiders are going to be, and we've already done them before. I think the Raiders are going to be better than what people give them credit for. The Buccaneers early, the Bills, uh, Dolphins, Miami, really like what they're doing. I just, I struggle to find, again, I struggle to find the wins on the schedule. I'm going to take the, it's going to be close, but I'm going to take the under here. Um, the Out of all those games you just named, the only game that I don't think is winnable for them that you name is the Bills. Other than that, they can beat every other team on that team, including the Colts, including all the Miami because of their defense. And They've got – look, man, Mr. Trubisky, if he doesn't turn – look at the way he, – he didn't have no receiving core like this in Chicago. Hell, he didn't even have a competent play caller half the time. Nagy was trying to fit a peg, a square to peg hole, whatever they say it is. He he was trying to make him a pocket passer. Well, you got to roll him out. You got to let him do what he you know he does. I mean, did not Nagy watch Carolina football at all before they got this kid? Look, they could. It, the only game you named that probably they can't win, and that's Buffalo. Those other games, Colt. We, I don't look. Matt Ryan, we've been talking about on this show in this time slot for the last year or six months about their 28th pass protection. If it, I don't know if they got anybody that can hold T.J. Watt coming off the side if they decide to do that, if they got to fall back. Matt Ryan ain't out chasing nobody. But I understand what you're saying because the, the really what you're saying, the books and the line, they agree with you. Because, I look, I have, look, I've been paying attention to this stuff since probably 2000 and. I would say probably about 07, 08. Really got into it in about 2010, just really studying lines, what this means and all this kind of stuff. It was just intriguing to me. And the deal of it is I've never seen Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin get these type of odds for the division. Something's up. Because I think what Vegas is trying to do, they're trying to bait you on the Ben retirement never. Those casual guys that show up to the desert. The guys that are just there for a bachelor party. Hey, dude, what you get? Yeah, you going to Manila? Yeah, place to all. Steve's going to suck, man. Yeah, they ain't going to win no game. No. The Sharps out there, there's value in that. That division is going to be a dog. And let me tell you something. The Ravens ain't beating them down. 
that ain't gonna be no beat down. That's too big of a robbery. Ravens cannot beat them. I don't even right, know. That's gonna be a battle. That's Just gonna be like a battle. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know who the hell Lamar is throwing the ball. And I jinx Lamar. I tell for the months I'm saying, you know what? Lamar is handling this very good. Lamar is being professional, and Lamar decides to go on a tweet fest last night. Flirting about maybe who his next team to be like, damn. Well, you can always tell when it's a bad day in talks. He had a bad day over the phone. Like, hey, man, just want to let you know. Like, hey, mama, did you let them know we had the first deadline? Yeah, baby, they know. Probably called up, said, hey, man, Scotty, what's going on? Y'all know the first? Yeah, Lamar, we know. Can I help you with something? You know what the hell what you did? That's one of those days when he's been quiet and now we're getting to the finish line. I don't believe he's going to hold out. There's some people out there that think that he could do a 180 at the last minute and screw them and hold out. Lamar loves his teammates too much. I don't believe he's going to do that. Because Lamar knows I'm either going to get paid here or I'm getting paid somewhere. I'm getting guaranteed money 200 somewhere, 250 So, no, but with all that said, Pittsburgh ain't steamrolled. I mean, Baltimore ain't steamrolling them. Defense going to be too good. The only way Pittsburgh really struggles this year, in my opinion, is if they're constantly put their defense in short field positions. And how do you do that? You turn the ball over. You throw an interception on your other side of the field. Najee fumbles. I don't know about that. It's going to take a lot because I don't believe there's an office. I would probably say it would take Buffalo and Josh Allen and probably Patrick Mahomes because Kansas City's been a bad matchup for Pittsburgh's defense, the style they play. Those are the only two teams that are going to be able to march the ball up and down if they wanted to on Pittsburgh, in my opinion. just can't. That's a bad – for whatever reason, that's a bad matchup for Pittsburgh if they played Kansas City. I don't think they're on the schedule this year. They would have to play them until the postseason. Give me the overall That's day. That's correct. Give me the overall day. Nine wins least. Defense going to win you two of them. Maybe three. Mitch going to get hot at the dice table one Sunday, one Thursday night. Now you're going to look up and somebody, you're going to look up and you're going to say, how the hell did I lose this week in fantasy? And somebody asked, got lucky and started. Mitch Trubisky have about 300 yards and three touchdowns. He could have one of them games. But he could also have a game that he got th- uh, three for 15, three INTs. What is the balance they're going to get? But trust me, they're going to be able to do some plays that they ain't been able to do forever because of Ben. Okay? The offense has not been a threat to anybody in the last couple years, the Pittsburgh Steelers, since Ben was been there the last couple years. I told you, I've seen Tomlin smile more with the offense coming off the field in preseason I've ever seen Tomlin smile. I, I've, I've been on the record. I felt that he wanted Ben gone two years. He got a lot of respect for him, went to battle with him, fought wars with him, won a ring with him. Tomlin knew it was time to move on. But again, this is one of those Tomlin had to eat some cheese. Company guy, Pittsburgh's bun done real. The Rooney family has done, done good by people that look like Tomlin. That's why I say the kid that's in Tennessee, Tomlin was having dreams about this kid when he was at Liberty. And I guarantee you, Tomlin was like, damn, somebody come and take this kid, pick it. Because he wanted, but when they say, hey, man, this is for my dad. We passed up on Reno. We ain't going to let it do it again. He had to go with it. But Pickett is showing me he could be the guy. He demands the huddle. Pittsburgh, Tomlin get eight in his sleep. Honestly, we don't know what Jacoby's going to look like. We, I mean, Jacoby, I've seen this story before. It's just And again, the one thing that ain't going on about Cleveland that people ain't talking about, yeah, you got Amari Cooper over there, but the receiving course thin over there. It's thin. Doesn't mean they can't perform. There could be some names that pop up out of Cleveland out of nowhere like, damn, this guy's having a good year. But looking on paper, a lot of Amari Cooper, I'm doubling Amari if we got to. 
What's going to be? Because this is the thing about the Browns before we go on, because we got one more over and under do. If they get up on you, they could. This team with the Browns, I think this. If they get up on you, they can run you to death and eat the clock. I believe until Deshaun Watson gets back, if they get down by two touchdowns, they probably gonna lose the game because they're not gonna have. I don't believe what his Jacoby's skill set, what he's shown, and the lack of receiver depth. This is not a team I believe that's gonna spot anybody two touchdowns or get down 10, 13 points and come back. But if they jump out on you. They'll eat. They they're probably gonna be able to eat the clock up. This and again, I'm not giving Stefanski any kind. He's not getting graded on the Deshaun curve. We'll see what happens. So the 49ers, what you got? Just really quickly uh, to wrap that up, Bartlett on the over. Bartlett's with the over. Yes. Okay. So the last team of the day, let's go to the 49ers. Okay. Not a big fan of what they're doing. I think they're stunting the growth a little bit mentally of Trey. It shows some doubts. There's some doubts in that building, whether it's coming from, I told y'all for years of the last year and a half, I told you rumors had it. Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. John's the one who wanted Trey. There's something going on with them going back to Jimmy to kind of restructure and keep him at least as that safety blanket, or maybe his trade bait. The desert is giving them nine and a half. Nine and a half of the overs minus 160. And the under is plus money at plus 130. They play in the division of the defending champs. Rams will be back to try. They will be competing. But let me tell you something. Somebody, anybody talking about this shoulder situation with Matthew Stafford is starting to concern me. And Matthew's one of the toughest quarterbacks that's played in the last 10 or 15 years. He just played up in Detroit. I've seen Matt take some hits and why he had that line on his helmet would knock guys out most for the game. And what is he playing for? You know, they ain't going to the playoffs. That was a game. I told you, if he ever got with a coach and a team, you could win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. But this arm situation is making me nervous. And it should be if you're a Ram. Because we ain't just talking about 2022. If that thing goes out, pop out, 2022, you ain't got no picks. Remember, F them picks. Remember that, that, that shirt that the GM wore? Need to find me one. This one with them bodies getting dug up in the AFC West on Sunday 38. F them picks. Told y'all. But the deal is, I will tell you this. It's over, man. If it takes a few games for Trey to settle in, he'll get it going. He's going to be able to beat you with his legs. Kyle will move him around the pocket. You still have, I think, the best tight end in the game in Kittles. You're splitting hairs between him and Andrew and Kelsey. I think we, I think Kelsey's going to moonwalk a little bit. Not the Michael Jackson 25th anniversary Motown moonwalk where everybody just went to school the next day. What the hell was that? Did you all see that? I'm talking about a little step back because Kelsey's going to be like, damn, man, why well, I got all these attention? Because oh, that cheetah ain't lined up, huh, Kelsey? Huh? Okay. Justin Simmons going to be able to guard his ass one-on-one this season if you have to. You ain't got to worry about the cheetah running past you. But Kansas City, they got some other rookie weapons that's going to blow up this year probably. And Juju will be a dog. I'm taking the over, man. The 49 I don't agree with the decision. I think there's something in the back that's good. This is good. It's going to take some while for Trey because some of them games you go three and out, Trey going to be coming to the bench and be looking like, man, your ass is not even supposed to be here anymore. I thought you were gone. Why are you even talking to me, Jimmy? They got to get through that, but they're going to get the over. Nine and a half, they're going to get the over. They're going to compete with the Rams of that division. It's going to be nine and a half. As long as they don't have any injuries, big injuries, taking I, over. I think they come out strong. Again, you look at that opening opening month, at Bears, host the Seahawks, at Broncos, then you host the Rams. 
Um, but I think it's going to get difficult. Teams are going to figure out Trey Lance as the season wears on. Uh, they're going to stumble late, and uh, they're going to fall under. What did Barla say? Uh, under as well. Yeah. On the Niners. He's a Dallas fan. That's some Dallas talking to him probably. Exactly. Like you can't put nothing past me. Like I, like anybody that's been around me for more than a year, even if I don't see every day, I know what your tendency. I know what you do. Pay attention. Well, I knew that's a little bar. That's why I still wait. We are gonna kick this thing out by Friday. Barter gonna be giving me his win total on the UT. I haven't even looked it up yet. But by Friday, before we kick this thing off, I'm gonna go look at the total. Don't tell me what it is now. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna tell Barter, hey, go on the record on your over under on your on your burnt orange, okay? Because I know that second week, whenever it's coming. Proceed with caution. Okay? Proceed with caution. But yeah, man. Um, so that's your there's your addition today for the over and unders. Tomorrow we'll have a division. I don't know what division I'm gonna start with, but tomorrow I'll get one division because we gotta get things going. You know, there's been dealing with a lot of stuff changes wise and business wise here on the show. So we're getting ready for the football season and getting things, but I definitely want to get to the divisions. One thing I didn't have on the docket today, because I wanted to wait closer when I really look at the board on college, uh, what's going on uh, this weekend. You got some of the big dogs are coming out. This is officially, in my opinion, the week one of college football. But this thing that Harbaugh is doing in Michigan, you know, you don't have preseason games in college football. You don't. You just don't. They count. And you got some coaches and Harbaugh's, you, you, to me, you're to this, name a starter. This whole thing that he's going to start one half and there is like he's starting one game and then week two, the other, that means you ain't got one. That's what I was raised. If you got two quarterbacks, that don't mean you got one. Pick a starter. You know who else does this crap? And I'm going to give Harbaugh a pass because he hadn't really done it. The guy, the, the guy that changed his voice is down in the Baton Rouge and LSU. Oh, they're both going to help us out. They're probably both. He didn't bought that quarterback stuff from South Bend down to Baton Rouge. Pick a quarterback, man. These aren't preseason games. Make a decision. So we're going to see who wins that job. But he's already said, hey, one kid's playing week one. The other one's playing week two. And these losses, and, and he said he feels like he won a championship with both of them. Well, we'll see if that's the case. One of them got to be better than the other one. Pick a quarterback, Jim. 1-800-707-9760. Also, what else did I want to touch on before? I think we've gotten to pretty much everything. So tomorrow we'll go ahead and go into the divisions. Um, what do we have? Let's see. Let's go to Facebook Live. Let's see. What do we have? I haven't read that. I know it was under something. Let me see here. We've got uh, Gerald Glenn checking in with us. And he says, until Snyder sells the team, we will continue to be the laughing stock. Um Take it, Gerald's a Washington Commanders fan. Sure uh, sounds like it. Okay, yeah. I, that, you know, it pains you. It could be true. Um, he's definitely not a fond owner of any professional sports. If you look at all of them, you, you had a poll of taking how you rank professional owners. He would rank probably at past the middle pack. I don't care what sport. So I feel for Washington fans, but it's going to take a lot to force him to sell that team. Uh, what else we got here? Um Carl is checking in. He says, holy cow, Cameron Smith leaves PGA for live. Damn, number two golf in the world. Yeah, I think Cam's been flirting with it. I think I've heard rumors. Um, I guess he wasn't in on the whole Tiger Rory meeting. I guess he fell asleep. Like, yeah, man, whatever. 
Like, Tyree, you set, man. Don't take this damn money they offer me. Um, Again, my whole take on that, we talked a lot of tour live on this show for the last, I don't know, five, four months. Until the PGA, look, I know what they've got to do, and they have failed to do it. And sometimes if you just sit around and don't do it, it becomes a monster. And to me, I've been, nothing's changed with me. If they really feel they want to nip this in the bud, then you just get with the majors and make guys choose. It's either riding with them or you riding with us, but you ain't going to add to your legacy in the major sport and the major tournaments. Anyway, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett, spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you God in peace. See you tomorrow.